Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. Up and off the top in this hour, I want to talk about some of the hype around stem cell technology. There was obviously a lot of promise when it comes to stem cells and the impact it can have on, on treating various uh, medical conditions. But there's at the same time, I think, a lot of unfounded claims being made about this technology, and that should concern us. There was a story recently, for example, uh, about three women who had gone for some unproven stem cell treatment, Florida Clinic. Here's the story from the Associated Press. Three women were left nearly or totally blind by a vision treatment at a stem cell clinic, and what doctors call a dramatic illustration of how risky such clinics can be. The clinic's method hasn't been proven affected or tested for safety in people, according to one expert at the University of Miami. He and colleagues who examined the women after their treatments described the outcome in Thursday's New England Journal of Medicine. These women had fairly functional vision prior to the procedure and were blinded by the next day. Now, scientists have long studied the use of stem cells, including those taken from a patient's own body for treating vision problems and a variety of other diseases. But they and regulators have also issued warnings about clinics that offer unproven stem cell therapies. I think because of a lot of these stories we've heard in the media, uh, people link the idea of stem cell research with medical breakthroughs and incredible medical promise. So if someone's offering some kind of stem cell treatment, I think people assume that that's cutting edge. But there are no stem cell miracles at this point, and we need to be really careful about how we report this stuff. Now, it also came up recently, of course, involving uh, now-deceased hockey legend Gordy Howe and how some described his uh, recovery from some, some strokes as miraculous and crediting stem cell technology. Right? And people hear that in the media, and I think it further rein- reinforces those perceptions. Well, someone who's written a lot about this, very pleased to welcome back to the program, uh, Timothy Caulfield, uh, Canada Research Chair in Health Law and Policy at the University of Alberta, also Research Director of the Health Law Institute, and uh, author of the book, Is Gwyneth Paltrow Wrong About Everything? Tim, thanks for joining us once again. Welcome to the program. Thanks for having me, Rob. Well, in fact, you, you wrote a study about this, looking at uh, stem cell hype. Uh, so when you hear a story like this, when you hear what happened to these women, it must seem awfully frustrating. It is frustrating, and it's a problem that's been around for a long time. I don't, you know, I don't know if your listeners realize that. I mean, this is we started working uh, on this issue in 2007, 2008. And to be honest with you, at that time, we kind of thought it would, it would go away, that the regulators would step in and that perhaps... Um, there would be, you know, there wouldn't be as many clinics out there offering this, these unproven therapies. But the exact opposite has happened, and this has become a huge industry. Uh, and when we first started writing about it and exploring it, most of these clinics existed in other jurisdictions in China and India and Mexico, um, where perhaps the regulatory standards are a little bit different. But now we're starting to see these clinics pop up all over the United States. In, uh, and in other countries, in Europe, uh, you know, et cetera. And so if anything, the problem's getting 
it's getting worse, which is really unfortunate for a whole bunch of reasons. Look, this is real science. It's exciting. I think that we're going to have advances in the future, but it's going to come slowly. Science is hard. Uh, and as this story, as this, you know, the, this incident that occurred in Florida illustrates, um, if we don't regulate this, if we don't get this under control, people are going to waste their money and people are also going to get hurt. Okay, let's take a step back and, and look at the basics here. When we talk about stem cell research uh, and, and the promise that holds, why is there such promise when it comes to stem cells? And it's real. And I think I want to emphasize that. I'm not you know, a, a skeptic of the field of stem cells. So the whole you know, idea behind stem cell and regenerative therapies is that you can take a cell, a stem cell, and it's a cell that perhaps doesn't know what it wants to become in the future. It's one way I like to describe it. Uh, and you can use that, that, those cells to perhaps in the future treat everything from uh, a damaged heart to damaged nerves, perhaps even diseases like MS and ALS, you know, some of the really tough diseases we might, might be able to treat in the future. And the other thing is we may, don't know exactly where the science could go. I mean, we might be aiming for a, a, you know, to use stem cells as a regenerative therapy for MS, and we might end up with a new drug, right? Uh, some other uh, new intervention. So it is a very exciting field, and we're also just learning about biology uh, more. We're learning a ton of things about how uh, we grow and, and how cells interact. So this is important work. But what's happening is that clinics all over the world are offering these stem cell therapies for things like MS, for cancers, for autism, uh, where there is no evidence to back it up. And they're what I call it science exploitation. They're they're leveraging generally exciting science to sell stuff that to date has no evidence behind it. Well, and, and to that end, and I know that's uh, something you, you, you talked about in your study last year, that because they're able to do that is because people are aware of stem cells and, and the promise that they hold. So there's that, that seed planted, I guess, through how the media covers these, these stories. And when there is legitimate breakthroughs uh, and, and exciting research that published, we need to cover that. Uh, is it that the, the way that it's being communicated loses the nuance? Do, do people who hear and read these stories fail to pick up on the nuance? What's the, the issue? You know, I think it's kind of all of the above. Um, some of these stories, like the Gordie Howe one, one of the ones we studied, a lot of the stories were in the sports pages, right? You know, and these are, you know, these are not, this is not generally the location where you hear, see nuanced discussions of, of science. So, Sometimes the science is kind of taken for granted, the effectiveness is taken for granted, and the story becomes just, you know, a human interest story about Gordie Howe. Uh, and, but for the general public, it leaves the, the impression, perhaps a very strong impression, that this stuff works. And so then when you, you see an advertisement for a clinic in Florida, in Mexico, or, or wherever, suggesting that they can treat a similar disease, you're more likely to believe it. It seems a little bit realer. You know, there's that frustration out there that, you know, we, we hear these these stories, you know, the, the big blaring headline about this potential miracle breakthrough. And then, you know, we don't we don't hear the follow up. There's a perception that these things take too long and they get bogged down in bureaucracy. And, and here we've got these these bold clinics and they're willing to cut through all that red tape. They're going to get this stuff to the people who need it rather than, you know, the, these eggheads and these bureaucrats keeping this from you. Is there that perception, too? Yeah, holy cow. That's a really powerful narrative out there right now uh, where people there's this there's this perception that the FDA and, and bureaucrats are holding up good science, as if, you know, the science is ready, and if it wasn't for the FDA, we'd have all these, these miracle cures available. And that's not the case at all, right? You know, the science just isn't there. 
but those who want to market this stuff, those who want to offer it to patients, are have been very effective of, of, of using that that kind of story, that kind of uh, uh, that kind of policy complaint, I'll put it that way, in order to to make it seem like what they're doing has legitimacy, and it's been very effective. In the United States, it was pushed on you know Congress, on the FDA to change their rules to allow more clinics to offer this stuff. Uh, the FDA held its ground at that time, but now we have a different president who's not really a fan of of regulation. So that's another story here, mm-hmm. right? It'll be Rob. It'll be interesting to see where regulation goes in the future. I think a lot of the scientific community, those in the clinical community, are hoping for more regulation, uh, tighter controls, and uh, the politicians might be going in the exact opposite direction. Well, and it's it's understandable if someone's suffering with a condition that, that there's an impatience, right? And if you hear a story uh, about a potential breakthrough, you know there, there's a real desire to to see some follow up on that as quickly as possible. But I mean, good science takes time, right? Yeah, unfortunately, it takes a really long time. You know, true breakthroughs are extremely rare, and I guess it depends on how you define breakthrough. But I think it's sort of in the common tolerance. You know, people think of it as a a, a scientific advance that has a, you know an immediate impact on a, on a large number of people. Those kinds of breakthroughs are extremely rare. Uh, usually, science takes a really long time, and often it's five steps forward and three and a half back, and we move forward. But look. A huge supporter of this area, really exciting. I think the advances are going to come. Unfortunately, we have to be patient, and we have to support the basic science, and we have to support responsible science communication. Right. I mean, if some researchers find that something's effective in treating something in mice, I guess we have to have people replicate that. Then you have to plan for uh, human trials, and there's a lot that goes into making sure those are properly designed and safe. And then that takes a lot of time. I mean, it's years and years of of replicating, taking a step forward, replicating, etc. Yeah, and and that's right. And and if there is something that works very effectively, we're going to know about it, right? You know, sometimes, very rarely, there are these big advances where they're doing work in an animal and it is just remarkably effective and they move quickly to a clinical trial and it looks like it's remarkably effective right away. Those kinds of things are very rare. And Rob, if they happen, we'll know, right? We'll mm-hmm. know. Uh, and the other other thing that people should be wary of is when a clinic says they have a treatment, a stem cell treatment that can treat a whole bunch of different things, you know, from heart disease, to autism, to MS, to you know, anti-aging, that, that should raise red flags because every one of those things is going to require different kind of research, different kind of cells, different kinds of, of ways of getting the stem cells to the location that needs it. It's, it's complex stuff. Um, and so that's a red flag. If they have multiple, you know, they can treat a million things with their stem cell therapy, you should be, uh, you should be very, very cautious. Well, but to the average person, they, they don't keep up on this stuff. How are we to know the difference between what's an, uh, a legitimate approved stem cell therapy versus something that's uh, still very much in, in the theoretical realm and that a, that a clinic's unethically rushing out to people? Well, with stem cells right now, um, the answer is pretty straightforward. There isn't much, Rob. There really is not much. Uh, George Daly, uh, he's the dean of Harvard Medical School, a renowned stem cell research. He says, look, we basically got two areas. We've got the use of stem cells for some cancer, blood cancers. People are probably familiar with those where you have bone, mar- bone marrow donations, right? That's, cancer tre- that's stem cell treatment for a cancer, and it's been around for decades, and it's effective. There's that kind of stuff. And then there's the use of stem cells for some wound healing. Uh, Still not very common, but that's about it. 
that's about it. And everything else remains either research, clinical research, or completely experimental and theoretical. So there's not a lot out there. Now we're talking about clinical trials too. There might be interesting clinical trials out there. That's a different story. Now, is this less of a problem here? I mean, these stories we hear seem to involve clinics in the U.S. or Mexico or abroad. Have we seen any similar issues here? That's a great question, and, and there don't seem to be as many clinics here, um, and I think partly that's because Canadian patients are accessing the U.S. clinics, and certainly patient, uh, Canadian patients are doing that, and you hear about that. You hear about you know people going to, down to get stem cells for sports inju- injuries, for example. Um, so that is, you know, I think that's one of the reasons there aren't that many clinics here in Canada. But there are interesting, you know, regulatory issues uh, here. It's not clear how we're going to regulate this. It's not just up to Health Canada and the FDA. I think, and others agree, that the regulators of the health professionals, so the colleges of physicians and surgeons, should be involved because there's almost always a doctor involved in one of these clinics. They should be involved in regulating this. So I think it's going to take a bunch of regulatory tools, but it's only going to get more, it's only going to get more difficult, right? As, these, as, as the science progresses, we're going to get closer to being to clinical application. So I think we've got to figure out how to do this now. And there are other technologies that we have similar problems with, you know, genetics and microbiome stuff. There's a lot of hype out there right now. So Let's try to clarify what's the good science, and let's try to uh, regulate all the bad stuff. Yeah, well said. Well, you got a piece uh, up from the weekend. It's at healthydebate.ca on some of these very issues. Uh, Tim, thanks for the insight here. Appreciate it as always. Uh, Thanks very much, Rob. All right, take care. Timothy Caulfield, uh, Canada Research Chair in Health Law and Policy at the University of Alberta. Uh, Also, his book, Is Gwyneth Paltrow Wrong About Everything? When Celebrity Culture and Science Clash. I think there was a little bit of that in, in the Gordie Howe story. Uh, around this stem cell technology. As Tim writes, he says, I believe stem cell research remains a fantastically promising area of science, but true medical breakthroughs are rare, incredibly rare. In fact, if a study claims a large effect size, which is often the case in stories about breakthroughs, there's a good chance the results will be overturned by subsequent work. In one 2003 analysis, it was found that out of 101 studies published between 1979 and 83 in top science journals and framed as clinically promising interventions, only one remains in common use today. Regulators need to crack down on the marketing of unproven stem cell therapies. As demonstrated by these reports, these clinics can cause serious harm. We also need to do our best to curb the science noise that helps legitimize the false claims made by the purveyors of stem cell products. Scientists, clinicians, policymakers, and journalists should do their best to counter misinformation in all its forms. All right, 403-974-8255. We're back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.